You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the word to life. We are joined by one Nancy Fitzgerald to examine the scriptures and the idea. We got a great question today about, uh, well, I'm not going to say it, Kelly. I'm going to let you say it. Okay, Nancy. First of all, good morning. It's good to hear your voice. <laughs> good morning, Steve. <laughs> and good morning, Kelly. Oh, my goodness. I'd like to begin by asking one question. Who watches Days of Our Lives, Steve? My mom really? used to. Really? I, he I knows kinda, a lot about yeah, it, I know though. all those characters. You, wait, you know they're, way too much about they're it. Probably, all those characters are probably written off of the show somehow. But I just remember well, it's been that, on a hundred years. A hundred years that thing oh, has been going, I think. I just remember uh, that when COVID struck, there was a meme that said, we know who's behind this. And it was a picture of that guy, Stefano, yeah. from, from that show. I was like, because he always had something going on. So that's it. Oh. That's too, too funny. All right. Well, we got to get into our biblical worldview question we do. of the week. We do. Nancy... Nancy, Nancy, what in the world really is a peacemaker? What, what's the difference between that and, and everything else? Yes, and, you know, isn't it interesting? We have these questions that pop up, and they seem to just fit so much of the time right where we are with what's going on in the world today. And, wow, uh, getting up this morning and looking at the news feed and, uh, just like you, it's like, holy crunch, this is amazing what's going on. And all the more reason to talk about what being a peacemaker is really about. And one thing, it's not easy. And you're talking about Romans, you know, this whole idea of, of laying ourselves down and becoming living sacrifices. This is essentially the heart of a peacemaker. You know, because like all of God's commands that he gives us, it's impossible to become a peacemaker without God, um, because a peacemaker is one that has a total devotion to God's will through the work of the Holy Spirit. It's not. Um, uh, it, it, it's not. Sometimes I'm a peacemaker. Sometimes I'm not. You know, a peacemaker uh, is poor in spirit, and in and a peacemaker grieves over personal sin. Uh, uh, and the suffering of others, but grieves over not meaning that they spend all this time grieving over their sin, but they're aware of their sin. They deal with it so that they can go out and minister to others. And, you know, um, they hunger and thirst for what is good and what is right. And, the peacemakers that I know, it's amazing how quick they are to show mercy and grace and forgiveness to others. And I think, Kelly, as we look at this and, and we look at this idea of quick to show mercy and grace and forgiveness to others, you know, that kind of thing, to be that kind of person, a peacemaker then will bring about a long-term peace just not a scant, I'm sorry, or you look good today, or whatever, but a long-term, deep, soul-felt peace. Romans 14, 19, so then we pursue the things which make for peace in the building up 
not tearing down, building up of one another. In James 3.17, but the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, responsible, full of mercy and good fruits, unwavering, without hypocrisy. And, and that's the wisdom from above. That's the God's wisdom. And through the Holy Spirit, God makes this available to us. And then Hebrews 12, 14, strive for peace with everyone, including our enemies, for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. So this is of being a peacemaker is what God has designed all of us to be. And I think today is a good wake up call to see on that scale how we're doing well, we know that we are, you know, we all fall short of what God has created us for. So then how does he view peacemakers? How does God view a peacemaker? Yes, I, I, and I, it, as one who lives so that they bring peace to others, it's an other-focused mentality uh, that God gives us. So we're not so concerned with ourselves and how we're feeling all the time. It's about bringing peace and encouragement to others, you know, and and the cool thing about a peacemaker, he or she doesn't just prevent conflict, but works through it to bring about the highest good to others and glorify God. And, you know, we've all been in situations or family situations where there's conflict, especially within a family where it gets really ugly. And uh, so many families split up uh, when times get tough. And and I'm noticing this, that if we can just pause and choose to work together through this conflict for the good of others, just not from our own side, but from the good of all sides, that we might glorify God. And I think one of the greatest tools that a peacemaker uses uh, it has at their fingertips is this desire to forgive. And I think that's, you know, for me and, and no doubt for others, forgiveness from the heart before it begins to fester in our souls is a choice that makes peace always possible. So in other words, deal with it before it settles into you uh, so that you can't function because you have so much angst you know and isaiah 59 8 through 10 says that poignantly here the way of peace they do not know there's no justice in their path they have made their roads crooked no one who treads on them knows peace therefore justice is far from us and righteousness does not overtake us we hope for light and behold the darkness for the brightness we can walk in gloom. We grope for the wall like the blind in this whole idea. If we don't have God and and we're stumbling in the dark, and the thing is, we're groping for those things we're never going to have. Only God can give us this peace, and we have to ask for it, and we have to choose to choose to be peacemakers. Nancy, you know, you said that uh, God has created all of us for the ends of being a peacemaker. So how can we become a peacemaker? Well, for, first of all, it's not easy. Uh, we want to be a peacemaker, uh, but uh, that doesn't make us one. And, and it, it really, 
It's just the idea we can begin living as a peacemaker by drawing close to God through his work and through prayer uh, and the work of the Holy Spirit. Without all of this, frankly, it doesn't happen because it's not long term. You can only fake being a peacemaker for so long, and then you, it just doesn't work. And God made us this way. Um, you know, unless we're walking with God, and unless it's the, the engine behind it is the Holy Spirit, it just doesn't, it, it doesn't work. Um, instead of uh, getting angry and lashing out at others, you know, God, through the Holy Spirit, uh, when we go to God and we pray for his strength to carry through the situation, he is there. And we can do all things through him who strengthens us. And, and this is the idea. But this process prepares us for times when life takes a turn and things become scary because of uh, sickness or conflict or just basic life. That, that happens to us, then we're prepared to meet and, and take care of what we need to take care of. But you can't wait and until the last minute and say, okay, now, God, I want to be a peacemaker. It just doesn't work like that. Again, Scripture is very, very clear about the process of becoming a peacemaker, and I just love this piece in Philippians 4 where Paul writes, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say it, rejoice, and let your uh, gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition and thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And this is the thing. Um, Life is of choices in finding true, true peace is a choice, a choice to go inward or a choice to go outward to God. We have that choice. And you know, those times where God just kind of knocks on your door and say, okay, just calm down and, you know, come to me. And sometimes we ignore that little voice and, and we create messes. But uh, God tells us in, in Colossians 3.15, listen, Choose to let the peace of God rule in your heart. This is a choice, and we can make it. We can do it with Christ. Nancy, once we've made that choice, what what would we do? What do we do next? What does a peacemaker look like in operation? Send me out into the field. What have I got to be doing? Yeah. Well, I think first of all, this idea of for- forgiveness, and before that seed of bitterness gets planted in our souls. You know, God commands us to forgive and to leave the vengeance of the action of others and sometimes of ourselves to him. Forgiveness is choosing to go against our flesh, our flesh who, you know, that that idea, I just want to, you know, get back at you right now. I want to hurt you in some way. Uh, But choosing to go against that, those desires to have us cling to the hurt and not forgive the perpetrator. There seems to be a soothing of the soul when we don't forgive. This idea of uh, being safe and and wanting that hurt. And my goodness, you guys are in counseling, both of you, but whoa, uh, uh, this is so prevalent. The idea of extending forgiveness does not mean 
we have to make these people our friends or even frankly like him all month that much. It does, however, mean we must choose to hold nothing against those who hurt us. And that is inhuman unless we call on the Holy Spirit to help us. We are to lift them up to our Father with the hope that they will be convicted of their sin and repent. You know, when we don't forgive and hang on to hurt, we will not experience true peace. And, you know, the scripture goes any farther uh, when it says, look, there are consequences to unforgiveness. And we see this uh, really interesting, uh, this is so poignant in Matthew eighteen thirty three, in the parable of the unforgiving servant, where Jesus himself is teaching, and he says about that person, and you should not, uh, you, sh- you should not, you sh- have had mercy on your fellow servant, have as I have had mercy on you, and in anger his master delivered him to the jailers until he should repay all his debt. So my heavenly Father will do to every one of you, if you do not forgive your brother from your heart, my heavenly Father will also do the same to you, if each of you does not forgive his brother from your heart. This idea, it's a heartfelt choice. God will heal the heart, but we first have to make that choice. In Mark eleven twenty five. whenever you stand praying, forgive. If you have anything against anyone, so that your Father who is in heaven will also forgive your transgressions. It's just what God has called us to do. Not for the person so much we're forgiving, but for us to free us up to calm our minds down, to change our focus from the hurt and pain we're experiencing into the idea, God, I give this to you so I can live life to the full and I can truly love others the way you call me to love. Well, Nancy, you know, we've just got about two minutes left. As peacemakers, how should we be communicating that with others? Can you summarize that for me? Yeah, you, you know, It's just in all of our lives, let's face it. We all deal with this problem. But if ever there's a time where we as Christians absolutely need to step up and make wise choices on the way that we communicate and love each other, it is now. Um, Sinful behavior of so-called Christians, you know, those that call themselves Christians and act otherwise, turn off so many seekers of truth and also cause weak. Christians to stumble, to abandon their faith, uh, and, and many of them stop attending church because of the misbehavior of Christians, the unforgiveness that comes from their heart. This idea of, of pretending to be so spiritual, but yet in the process hurts so many people. And Christ has made it very clear to us Christians as to how we are live, and nobody's saying this is easy or come naturally. Uh, Romans twelve eighteen. If it is possible, as much depends on you. Live in peace with all men. And Jesus taught in Matthew five nine. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the son of God. And Matthew twenty two says uh, thirty seven through forty. Teacher. Which is the greatest commandment of the law? And Jesus replied, 
replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Those are powerful words, Nancy. Yeah. You know, one of these things is we just seem to fall short when it comes to being peacemakers in all areas of our lives, and it really requires that we submit to God. It does. And and the thing is, look at the damage that we've done as a church, you know, the capital C, those the believers. We just have to choose to be peacemakers and to deal with the hurt that people throw at us, the stones people throw at us with the intent to hurt, lay them down, go to God and really start praying for these people that they would repent. They need Jesus. They don't need our anger. They need Christ and they need to see it in us. And I'm telling you, this is so hard for all of us. And anybody say that they being a peacemaker is easier, even dare identify as what? Woo! Uh, we are, this is a this is a touch point that we all need to work on. Yeah. And God provides it for us. He does. Oh yeah. Truly, He does. And if you want to find out more about Anchors Away Worldview Ministries, I want to encourage you to go to anchorsaway.org. Or if that's uh, if uh, you're forgetting on that. Where to go? You can go to kellyandsteve.org to the resources tab. You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio. From the word to life. 